Welcome to the Brand Ambassadors, your wide-angle look at the field of PR and what it means for your company. Your host is Merritt Hamilton Allen with co-host Gary Potterfield. Every firm has a compelling narrative that sets them apart from the crowd. In your company, you can use your own background and storytelling to your advantage as well as that of your business. Now, here are your hosts, Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield. Good morning. It's 9 a.m. or a little after 9 a.m. Uh, in National Harbor and a little after 7 in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen in New Mexico, joined by Gary Potterfield in our National Harbor office. Uh, welcome to the Brand Ambassadors and good morning, Gary. Good morning, uh, Merritt. How is, uh, how's the weather in mountain time this morning? Very cold. Very cold, and I'm, I'm actually poorly caffeinated. We've been trying to get espresso together for this show for two weeks, and we're, we're still failed. The thermostat on my home espresso machine uh, died this week. Um, technology's not our friend this morning, then, eh? No, no, no. We, uh, and we ordered a super automatic machine for the um, uh, National Harbor office uh, that basically came with a shorted thermostat, so... That, that's not on our side today, but it's been a great week. I love that we have our show on Friday morning because we get the chance to kind of recap what we've been doing. Um, Gary, uh, talk, about, talk a little bit about uh, the agency you talked to about digital signage because I think that's a, a, a great way for uh, organizations to communicate with visitors, with uh, uh, clients, and with their own co- uh, companies. Uh, sure. Um, uh, of course, uh, digital signage, and we, we, we may have an entire segment one time on on that subject, but um, um, because we as a communications company, we come to, we're always looking for ways to how, how can we uh, assist our clients in communicating to their publics, both their uh, workforce and their and their clients and customers. Uh, and, uh, and, and so, um, uh, we have a couple of different clients that have digital signs. We'll be talking to another one uh, next week. Um, again, from the from the perspective of uh, taking those things that you are already producing for your for your workforce for your customers and repurposing them in a way that people are going to be able to see them uh, in places uh, where they are at the time, whether it's at the elevator lobby or uh, waiting to get into your building or whatever the case may be, or in a or in a break room, and uh, so it, it, the beauty of the of the world we're in today is that uh, in a very low cost way, uh, relatively low cost way, uh, you can uh, you can begin to repurpose those messages and come up with new ones to uh, really uh, drive home the important things that your audience needs to see, and um, and so yeah, we're going to be meeting with uh, we have a, we have a meeting next Friday with a with a potential. Uh, client, uh, and uh, we're doing some good work for an existing client to expand what they're doing, to be able to bring um, those messages. Oh, and the other thing that's neat about the, the messaging in this way is if you have an, an organization that is spread across the country or even just in different buildings, um, you can get that message across um, uh, very easily, and then it can be localized as well. So we're really excited about that, and I'm excited about some... Uh, Forget a segment. Well, we're going to do an. We'll have to do an entire seg, an entire uh, episode on that subject. So, I'm looking oh, forward to that. I think narrative. we will. And then um, I continued uh, some discussions with our uh, uh, military partners. Uh, very interestingly, uh, much as we discussed last week, how marketing communications and public relations communications need to um, really talk from the same merit narrative. Uh, the military is recognizing that. Uh, 
the military has recognized that all the information operators, and so that includes um, uh, uh, the public public affairs and then the information operations that are targeted to an enemy uh, for a, for a very specific purpose. Uh, we've worked separately for years, and uh, we're working now to come together to uh, a common narrative, different goals. I mean, public affairs will always be um, uh, factual and truth-telling, uh, but we'll be working from uh, the same roadmap, if you will, as the information, other information operators who may be working uh, different information warfare techniques to uh, uh, subvert and uh, 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 defeat the enemy. So, great. Um, uh, it, it's a, it, it was a good week. It was a good week. A lot of interesting stuff. I think my favorite was we uh, did our call yesterday um, with uh, NATO Allied Transformation Command, and we had uh, people on the call in New Mexico, Norfolk, Washington, D.C., and Bidgush, Poland, and that was pretty cool. So they need signage. That's what it comes down to, Merritt. They need signage. <laughs> They do. They need signage too. Oh, well, actually, they they do. <laughs> that's another. That's a completely. Different that's another discussion. story. All right, moving on. All right. So we got an exciting. We have an exciting show today, don't we? We do. Um, what, what the great thing is, this story is all about growth and businesses succeeding, and what you do, what how you keep your brand going when your company gets bigger, when you move into new products and services. You might be known for one thing, and suddenly you have to figure out how your brand is going to shift and adapt to accommodate uh, uh, your new growth. Uh, we'll be uh, joined after the break by Maria Perestu. She's the CEO of Delta Resources. Um, I, and I'll, I'll just openly say I have a complete corporate girl crush on Maria. Uh, she's done everything I want to do uh, corporately and then some. And she, what I think is the most exciting thing about um, her company that she founded in 2000, uh, Delta Resources, is she has created over 250 jobs. That's huge, and uh, uh, and her commitment to ensuring that each one of her employees is a brand ambassador is going to be a major topic today. So uh, that'll be a good discussion. Don't forget um, uh, uh, that you can also uh, you can also be emailing us and contact us with your questions. Your questions for Maria at brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. And Gary, do you have the call-in number? I'm still on my computer restart. <laughs> sure. Uh, the call-in number is 866-472-5790. Again, that's 866-472-5790. So, uh, so we'll be talking to Maria in just a, a few minutes, won't we? Yes, and please uh, get your questions ready. Also, uh, we can take them via email at brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. So okay, folks. Uh, um, so stand by your uh, stand by your computers, your smartphones, whatever it may be, uh, on Voice America Business. Uh, in three minutes, we'll be back talking to Maria. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. 
good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program Welcome back. This is Merritt Allen, uh, joined by co-host Gary Potterfield, and live with us right now is Maria Perestu, CEO of Delta Resources. Maria, we were just uh, giving a little background before the break, but one thing that's always impressed me um, is uh, your focus on your people. Not only have you created many, many jobs, I think uh, you're very much focused on your people being brand ambassadors for Delta. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, sure. Thanks, Merritt, for having me. I appreciate you guys inviting me to participate in this. This is a very exciting venture for you, um, and, and I love that you're you're having this approach to highlighting it because it's really important to keep your people engaged. And you know, for us at Delta Resources, the philosophy has always been a partnership concept, and 
key partner in providing good service to the customers is your employee base. And uh, we really treat them as partners in terms of how we interact with our employees, how we communicate. Um, I regularly meet with uh, all of our uh, employees, either in group settings or individually when they check in, to really make sure that they have a good understanding of our corporate mission, philosophy, our core values, how we want to approach our engagement with our customers, who we also view as partners in uh, providing service. Yeah, that's something I really uh, uh, I got a sense of. Um, I got to attend Delta's uh, annual uh, corporate offsite this year, and just the level of information that showed that is shared with every employee. Um, I think that's huge because in the type of work we both do, we're professional services, our money comes from work and our work comes from our people. And it's really helpful, I think, for people to see where our money comes from. You know, one of the funny things this is, Gary, one of the things that um, uh, that I'm getting from this conversation right now is that when you hear about business startups, one of the biggest problems is, or the biggest problem is employees. In other words, the, the, the implication being that if you just get rid of the employees, things would be wonderful. But you both are speaking to the point that you that the employees are, are seem to be what you really care about uh, most, maybe. Yeah, I yeah, think... I mean, I- Go ahead, Maria. Uh, I was just going to say, I think it's an, it's an equal part. For us, it's an equal partnership. We like to think at Delta in terms of threes. So it's, you know, us, the, the company founders and, and leaders, corporate leadership, our employees and our customers, where we, we really work together to support the mission. I think that, you know, our business base is primarily DOD, and in the services world, we're really focused on um, the military, the national security mission, and and how to go about that, um, and and the margins are not you know the typical margins you would see in the private sector when you're supporting a federal client. So it's really oh, tell less me about it. About <laughs> I know really, it's less about those margins and it's more about doing good work and building that capacity to continue to do good work and give great opportunities to your employees, and and that's been for for us the key to. Focus, the focus on growth has been about giving unique and interesting opportunities to our employees. And in many cases, it's our employees who are bringing those opportunities to us. So do you feel that uh, your expansion uh, from primarily, uh, and you know, correct me if I have this wrong, but you started as really um, a financial management uh, uh, firm assisting uh, uh, with with cost analysis, and now you're into really all levels of program management as well as technology. Um, were a lot of those expansions employee driven? Um, yes, absolutely. Although I, I will say that when we started, we really were focused on being a program management company. Uh, but a lot, you know, we've talked about the brand, and, and of course, Merit, you did a great job uh, sharing this with the. Uh, with my workforce at the offsite last August is that a lot of the company's reputation ends up being wrapped up in who the leader is. And so because I personally have been in the financial management resourcing and cost analysis strategies, that ends up being sort of considered the bulk of of what we do. But yes, absolutely. I mean, my co-founders are both engineers. Uh, We we really grew... um, very quickly from developing resourcing strategies for 
you know, command and control systems for the Navy um, into developing the engineering strategies for integrating those those systems onto Navy ships. We then expanded that uh, expertise into other markets. And I'll, I'll, I'll share with you a funny story about how we grew into our DISA customer base where we are very focused on technology. And it was, it was absolutely through an employee um, engagement. In fact, it was a former employee who came, called me up and said, hey, Marie, I loved working at Delta. I didn't like the client work that I was assigned to, um, but I really love Delta. And, you know, my contract's coming up for recompete. I would love it if you guys pursued this contract. Uh, let me know. And, you know, we hired him and were able to, that's how we got our first opportunity up at DISA. Um, so it was very much an employee bringing us into a new market, and that we've replicated that um, not just with cybersecurity, but with cloud computing. Uh, we're doing uh, the same thing with uh, corrosion control on Navy ships. I mean, it, it's you guys it are doing corrosion control. Much. I got to talk with you offline. You know, that's like a soft <laughs> yeah. spot for me. I did not know that, but yeah, it is how much uh, how important rust is to um, our nation's uh, soldiers and sailors. That was my first contract at NAVC was strategic communications for corrosion control. Oh, okay, great. So yeah, I, I have, I have point, hundreds of pictures of uh, biometallic <laughs> corrosion. Oh, um, that's fantastic. It's in, what's interesting here is the. It sounds to me, Maria, and uh, that the brand. It's almost as if in, in your expansion that the brand presented itself to you, as opposed to you saying, "Let's expand our brand to X or to Y or to Z." Or is it a combination of both, from when you began to where you are now? I think it's a combination of both, but uh, you know, I, I know. Um, you know, we're talking a lot about employee engagement and having our employees be the brand ambassadors. And, and I also see myself as I'm developing our strategic plan, uh, having the priority of focusing on exploiting or, you know, exposing these amazing skills that our employees bring to us. You know, I might hire someone for, um, support to a cybersecurity project and then have a conversation with that individual in a, in a new employee meet and greet and then find out that they're a biometrics expert. And I'll say, wow, gee, I didn't know that we have a biometrics capability in the company. And then I'll, I'll work to, to identify opportunities where we can leverage that special skill that an employee brings to us. Um, now, that said, I'm not completely in the react mode based on who we hire. We certainly seek out special skills because we want to go into a new technological area. But our, our core values are very much about um, leveraging synergies. So we like to grow through a synergistic approach. So it's really a related activity. And then we will find, um, potentially we'll hire an expert in a particular domain that will then also help us grow. But I would say if I would have to measure it, I'd say we're more 60% about uh, communicating and leveraging the skills that our employees bring to us and, and grow into as they're taking on new new challenges for our customers over the I've targeted a special technological area that Delta wants to break into, if you will. Um, I, I, I feel that we've 
we've been a hundred times more successful with uh, having an electromagnetic spectrum management expert on staff and then being able to grow into electromagnetic effects engineering than we have the, the counterpoint of saying, hey, I want to do, you know, I can't even think of a unmanned system development. That's something that, you know, we don't have any experts in that right now, so that's not necessarily a target of ours yet. If I were to hire someone, you know, then I could grow from their capabilities. That makes sense? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, yeah, no, and uh, go ahead, Merritt. I was going to say, um, uh, one thing I think that's notable um, as you're talking about your uh, employee-focused uh, growth, isn't it the last five years running you've been one of Washington, D.C.'s best places to work? Um, we Yes, and I, I do like talking about that award because there are a lot of companies out there that, you know, seek out awards so that for marketing purposes. Uh, but we'll, we would we, never we've do that. <laughs> of course we do, uh, but what I've done is I've deliberately tried to seek out awards that are employee feedback-based, and that's what I'm most proud about in winning the award for um, Best Place to Work is that the Washington Post Award, which we won uh, four years in a row, and prior to that we've, we've won some awards through Fortune Magazine, in every case it's been employee survey-based. And I actually use those surveys. Um, you know, we talked about, oh, maybe this isn't worth our effort. Let's go spend, you know, our time and effort on business proposals instead of applying for awards. Uh, but the feedback we get out of those employee surveys is fantastic. And I use them every single year. Again, you know, we've come up with a new initiative this year uh, tied to um, – engagement with employees that are sort of further along in their tenure. So I've implemented this year based on those employee surveys. Hey, I, I, they're not, a, they're not as engaged after three, five years. Um, you know, the, the honeymoon's over, you know, all Delta's great benefits they love, but you know, how do I keep them engaged? And that, so I've now started a new initiative this year to focus on that. That's all based on employee survey, employee feedback. That, that we get, and and I could probably name a dozen corporate policies that we've implemented as a result of feedback from some of these great places to work applications. And I think that's one of the things that the employees like about um, our approach to the awards process and, and getting that recognition. So it feeds on itself, which is great. So hopefully we've got five more years to go with with getting those kinds of recognitions. That's great. Um, I, I, def I definitely wanted to touch on that. Um, after the break, uh, I would like to talk a little bit more about um, how you went from really being a personality-based brand, you and your co-founders, to being known as not Maria's company, but Delta. Uh, stay with us. We'll be uh, right back and send your uh, questions to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. 
At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program and welcome back to the show. I'm Gary Potterfield, along with uh, Merritt Hamilton Allen, and um, we are in uh, the middle of a discussion with uh, Maria Proesto, the uh, president and CEO of Delta Resources. And uh, before the break, uh, Merritt was uh, talking about the uh, the idea of going from a personality-based brand to an organizational brand. One of the things I notice, um, and I think certainly in the D.C. area with big companies and even small companies around, you kind of get an idea, a vision, or a feeling about what that that brand is of a particular company, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, but you have a feeling for what that is. Um, I think from the Vox Optima perspective, our company, I think that um, we probably began as, oh, yeah, that's Merit's company. Um, I don't know how much, certainly Merit's still a big part of the brand, but uh, Vox Optima, I think itself, its own name has some value. But if, Maria, you could talk about the fact that you, you started off, as you said, with you and your uh, co-founders about, you, you know, being about you guys. Uh, how has that transition been into being more known for your organization? Uh, one of the things that we we did fair, fairly early on, I think, in comparison with our peers, has been that we really focused on building our organization and our infrastructure. So we we really started early on 
building our core values and our approach to business into all of our processes and all of our structures. So uh, we, we've built an organization that is focused on our customers. Uh, so each one of our managers is focused on a customer. I never go and speak to any of those customers without that manager with me. Um, and we're really talking about capabilities, um, I mentioned core values several times in our engagements. And so we try to deliver that throughout. And by having these fairly uh, disciplined processes built into our overall corporate organization, it, it starts to be recognized by our customers that everyone they talk to can speak to the same capability regardless. It, it, they don't have to call Maria for everything. They don't have to call you know my COO, Tom Winkler, uh, for an answer to a question and think that they're going to get a different answer. If, if there's something that is core to who we are as a company, the answer is going to be the same from everyone in leadership. And, and we've designated and named our leaders within the company very early on and, and empowered them to be our voice. So I think that's really important. Um, it, it obviously was somewhat derived from being a, a DOD-focused Company, so there, there's a lot. There are a lot of members of our workforce who are very, so you know, come from a military background, and they really like to see a chain of command and management designations. But we have management designations all the way down to the individual task level, and I meet with every single one of them when when they are named a new manager. I just I had two new manager meet and greets this week uh, with task managers and. The first thing I do is I talk to them about our brand and our identity and uh, some of our core values. I, I tell them, if you hear a policy and it doesn't make sense, chances are it might have been garbled in translation, so just come uh, back and, and ask me and I'll explain or, you know, we'll, we'll revisit it. So, so there are certain key concepts in terms of how we manage, and, and I, I take it all the way down to the individual employee um, level to make sure that they're communicated. So that, that's sort of the organizational focus. Uh, one of the other pieces that comes out of that is how we build our communication. So I, I'm a big believer, a, a elementary school teacher once told me that, you know, it takes the average learner uh, six times before they grasp the concept. So we, we repeat ourselves a lot in our corporate communication. So we'll do a newsletter, we'll do emails, we'll, we'll have it on our website. Uh, one of the big things that we did starting about 10 years ago is we started putting out an annual report that really was designed to reflect uh, where we were as a company and what our corporate identity was. And so every year our our clients, our corporate partners, and our employees get that document. We repurpose a lot of the messaging in there throughout all of our materials in the course of a year, and that then helps reinforce who we are as a company above and beyond uh, you know the individual leaders of, of the company who are at the top of the org chart because um, – it really is and about that's everyone. My favorite want- tool. That's my favorite tool because um, that to me is um, the clients kind of know what you do for them, but you're sharing you're you're sharing in an annu- uh, annual basis everything else you do. But I think the outreach to corporate partners um, is probably as as important because one thing as a recipient of the annual report for the last ten years, uh, one thing that I I always look at is is you know what you're doing, who your clients are, and 
If anybody's listening right now who wants to um, do program management work with the Department of the Navy, um, you need to look up Delta Resources because if they're bidding on it, if they're looking at it, they win work. They, they just, they, they, and if they're not bidding on it, there's a reason. So they're very, they're very smart in their, in their engagements, and they're very successful uh, in their engagements. And a lot of companies don't want to share that. A lot of companies don't want to share uh, their client list, their, uh, their, their details like that. And uh, I think that's, uh, I think it gives you a very strong market position because it shows just such a great amount of, uh, of confidence. Um, one th- uh, we got a couple questions um, uh, from listeners. Uh, one is from John, and he's asking, um, what metrics do you use to determine if your brand communications have been successful? Okay, that's a hard one because, you know, obviously measurement is in the eye of the beholder, and some of it um, necessarily is anecdotal. Um, but earlier I did mention our, our employee surveys. So my first metric is, you know, are our employees able to reflect back what we're doing with respect to the brand? And, and where do I see that? I see it often in the surveys. I will also see it in my um, interactions with them individually. Um, in addition to the offsite that you, you were at, Merit, I do quarterly roundtables with all hands. And then I'll have, I'll go to smaller group engagements with that individual managers will have. I try to visit all of our client sites, um, on a routine basis, at least quarterly. I'll make it to every site where we do business. Uh, so, so that's sort of on the employee side. Another, another key metric, of course, is feedback. And, and, and as we discussed, uh, relative to annual report, one of the things that I love is when I get feedback from my partners or um, clients about the messaging that was in that annual report. Um, interestingly, this week I was at a meeting with one of our Navy clients and um, the work we're doing with Amazon Web Services came up as, as a aside. They, they have an emergent requirement. Uh, they said, hey, I got your annual report. I saw you're an AWS partner. We're an AWS partner working with our DISA and Army customers, not with our Navy customers. So it was a really neat way where you could see that feedback directly in action. Hey, you're, I didn't know you were one of four companies in DOD that, that has taken a, a DOD system to the public cloud. So that is something that has been, you know, immediately gratifying. I go to meetings. I went to see a, a, a level three SES a couple weeks ago and, you know, his staff had our annual report as part of his um, meeting prep. Uh, binder, which was wonderful to see that, you know, you've got the immediate interaction. Of course, uh, one metric is uh, imitation is the best form of flattery. One of our corporate partners actually took that annual report idea and replicated it almost identically in format <laughs> and <laughs> put the one out themselves, which has been really interesting. We always we always joke about it every year. I, I call up their CEO and I'm like, hey, I like your annual report. It looks really familiar. Um, so that's been, um, you know, one of the ways that I measure uh, success. I think we've got time for one more question, and this comes from... It comes from Emily, but she says she's in a conference room, and there's a group of people in a conference room listening to us. That's pretty cool. Um, do you do anything different to engage your millennial employees to become brand ambassadors for Delta? Um, 
I do. I think that we do use social media quite a bit to engage our millennials. Um, and a lot of the, we do a lot of social type engagements. So we'll, we'll have um, maybe happy hours where I'll go and work with our, our millennials. Um, we have, you know, we, we leverage our active mentoring program uh, significantly with our millennial employees. Um, one year, actually last, not at this past offsite that you were at, Merritt, but the previous year, we actually had several breakout panels with our millennial employees to talk specifically about how best to engage our millennials. And one of the things that has actually stuck in my mind from that meeting um, was uh, the millennials actually said, hey, you know, stop giving us trophies and certificates and stuff. That's really not as important as being given like a leadership role in a specific project. And that was interesting to hear because, you know, the stereotype is very different for, you know, out in the street, you know, you'll hear, oh, millennials, they want to be patted on the back and given trophies for, you know, coming in sixth place. And that I heard the exact opposite from our workforce. So my conclusion, of course, was it's us, the parents, who are, are imposing the need for those sixth-place trophies. It's not the kids themselves see through it. Uh, so that was just a, a fantastic engagement way, way for us to understand how they w- want to be perceived. And one of the other things we do quite a bit is when we're supporting job fairs or conferences, like we, we, we're a big sponsor of the Surface Navy Association Symposium, uh, we will bring our millennial employees into that um, staffing function, and, and they love it, and they've got fantastic ideas on how to brand Delta, another way to articulate uh, who we are. Their lead generators are getting us information about new business opportunities just from manning the booth, and they they have a fantastic time. And I always make sure that they have fun as well, and they learn things about the company. They meet they meet their colleagues that are maybe working on other projects that they wouldn't otherwise have any opportunity to interact with. So it's that's been wonderful to to pull in like a senior analyst with a. Uh, millennial and work, have them work together, and, and it's amazing what we learn from those engagements. Well, well, th- that's uh, well, that's good to know because um, uh, when we see somebody with a smartphone or we uh, see them on their Facebook, maybe they're working. So it's good. It's it's good. <laughs> Maria, thank you very much. We're uh, we're out of time on the segment, and uh, and uh, it's been uh, terrific hearing about the success of uh, of Delta. And uh, um, so we've been speaking to uh, Maria Prosto, the president and CEO of Delta Resources. And uh, uh, thanks again. And uh, thank you that's, so much uh, for having me. Terrific. And uh, so we'll be back in three minutes. You're listening to The Brand Ambassadors. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin, good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima. 
Our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Trends in global business are changing all the time. It used to only be worrying about your competitor across the street, but now that competitor may be across the world. On Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, we discuss the trends in global business, plus issues and solutions that business leaders face today. Each show is guaranteed to teach you something that you didn't know before about global business. Listen live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the America Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Listening to the Brand Ambassadors. To reach our program today, please call in to 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to our final segment of our second episode, and uh, more importantly, second episode not fueled by espresso. Hopefully, we'll have that remedied by uh, next Friday. Uh, You know, one thing that uh, I think a lot of people, uh, we're saying brand a lot, we're the brand ambassadors, but I think people get too wrapped up in a brand and feel that it's going to, uh, that it has to be a... um, you know, six to 18-month navel-gazing exercise uh, with uh, reams and reams of research. 
And branding can be pretty simple if you uh, uh, are flexible. And you know, we look at Delta Resources. We didn't even get a chance to ask Maria why she named your company Delta, but um, it worked. Everyone, uh, they have a very flexible brand. A big part of their core, I think that's their mission statement, uh, paraphrasing, basically says, we help our clients make the best possible decisions. You know, that's wonderful because that, that'll, that's a uh, mission that takes you into natural growth because it can be decisions uh, for anything. Uh, Vox Optima was created out of my husband's high school Latin dictionary because my first choice name had already been uh, taken by six other PR firms. But uh, I think it's strong. I like the Vox piece of it. I think people remember it. Uh, we were able to get a, uh, uh, we've done a couple logo iterations. Uh, the first one was very personality based, <laughs> including a, a slash of red lipstick, Pantone color matching my uh, Clinique red, red, red. Um, now we've, uh, we definitely have a more organizational uh, logo uh, 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 focusing on the uh, graphic imagery of Vox. Uh, and uh, we've just kind of moved out with it. Uh, Gary, how do you, I mean, we're, uh, where do you see our brand going? What are some brands that have morphed through the ages that you, you're impressed with? Well, um, where we where we're going? That's that goes back, I think, to uh, again what we talked talked with Maria about is I don't necessarily you don't necessarily know. There's that balance between you know you and I have talked and, and we've talked in business development discussions as well about well we we don't want to go down that particular road because that's way off of who we are and who we think we want to be um, right. sometimes it doesn't work an annual plan based on our sales pipeline and uh, uh, work on meeting that so it, it's not completely it's not all random and organic um, we, we do put some some thought into it but yeah there are yeah. things we, we know we do and there are things we know we don't do I, years ago, I had uh, come up with a little comedy uh, bit for something I was doing once, and I was like, it, it was like, it was a, it was a slogan. It was, Mrs. Paul's, you like our fish sticks? You'll absolutely love our sport utility vehicle. So, uh, sort of things. <laughs> sometimes things don't. It's a good bit, I think. I should have used it for something else. At any rate, though, yeah, I mean, we, we offline have talked before about Xerox, and uh, you know, my dad worked for Xerox for uh, the majority of his career. And uh, look at that brand, and it goes from a position started. They 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 were so successful in their brand that it became a verb, you know. Right. Young to be, people today don't know it, but it was like go Xerox this. Um, so hey, that's what we have to succeed in, Mayor. We'll know we've made it when people say, "Hey, go Vox Optima this," which actually <laughs> that that. that that almost sounds I know, bad. That can be a burden. Uh, we were talking about the uh, uh, military communication community, and uh, strategic communication and stratcom is such a buzzword. My favorite is when um, a non-communicator, you know, like a real warfighter guy, um, is asking for some public affairs help and says, "Well, let, you know, let's go stratcom this." Uh, <laughs> Okay, let me just reach into my bag of Stratcom. Wait, it's here. It's, it's here under my hairbrush. Okay, there it is. <laughs> and a lot of times, you see, I think you see brands changing because um, the, uh, the, in, in a technology-driven world we're in now, where they have no choice, where they they were successful in one area, and that's not their thing anymore. Even something huge like uh, my, like Microsoft, who was you know, at one point it was all about the operating system and about, and, and now they're you know they're moving into other areas and and. Uh, in terms of cloud storage and, 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 and you know, and the IBM, IBM is even bigger in that regard because they're such a lo- uh, uh, an older company. Uh, you know, you, you don't even think so much about IBM anymore, but they're still very successful. You know, 
was me. I, I just um, realized, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put him on the hook because he's a good guy. I just realized, you know who we need to get on this show, Gary? Hmm. Cappy who? Surratt. Cappy. Oh, that'd be Cappy. Good. Yeah, he's, no, Cappy Surratt's uh, fantastic. Incredibly successful Navy public affairs officer. And then he decided when he retired, he's going to take a break and just really work for, you know, a small company that doesn't do a lot of content, kind of relax, you know, Disney. Right. I, he, I think he started off trying to maybe thinking he was going to go small, but he went, lo- he went large. Yeah, yeah. And it, uh, I, I love following him on uh, social media because if anybody was going to be a brand ambassador for Disney, it should be Cappy Surratt. <laughs> so, uh, and, 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 again, and, and, we have- and we're, we're going to shamelessly blackmail, emotionally blackmail you, Cappy, into coming on the show now. So just if you're not listening, you will be. That's right. We'll, f- we'll forward this to him so he knows he has to come aboard. <laughs> Come aboard. Um, so, uh, doggone it, I had, a, I had something I was going to say. Oh, I know what it is. It's the, again, it keeps weaving back and forth. You know, when you do research on and you do a Google search of, uh, of branding, again, it, tend, it, it seems to be driven on the marketing and the, and the sales side of things. And, um, and so I think one of these times that we, should, we could discuss more in detail about, you know, what is the difference and what is the similarity uh, between marketing and PR um, so I think that's something that I'd be interested in doing in a future segment as well. Right, right. I, 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 think, I think it's largely audience. You know, marketing is driving toward a buy decision, and public relations is driving toward an opinion and uh, a feeling, which is why also uh, public relations metrics is something everyone always asks, asks about, about. It's hard to pin down. Uh, I, 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 actually, when you think about metrics, uh, our next two episodes are going to be focused a little more um, on things that are easy to measure when it comes uh, to metrics, and that's crisis communications. Uh, you know, uh, we're going to talk about organizational-type crises like uh, lawsuits, employee misbehavior, that sort of thing. And then our second episode is going to be about, no kidding, disasters, catastrophic events. Uh, and really with the latter, when you're... Uh, uh, dealing with hurricane aftermath or tsunami, wh- whatever it may be, uh, if you're a local first responder uh, given uh, a press conference telling people to evacuate an area, your metric is safety. Have you kept people safe? Have you uh, gotten people the information they need to uh, keep themselves safe? That's a very easy. <laughs> that's a very easy metric. Right. And even on the organizational crises, I think metrics are. Uh, pretty basic. Um, did we come out? Did we come out okay? <laughs> what, how does our news coverage look? What is the tone? Did we take something? If um, uh, you know, I, I, the uh, the firm, uh, the uh, engineering firm that's oh, in the crisis in uh, Puerto Rico. Why can't I remember the name of it? White something out of Montana. Uh, yeah, I don't remember the name. Yeah. Anyway, and of course. It, uh, it's all over uh, CNN, which I'm not watching right now. Uh, you know, success for them and their metric is going to be neutral. If, if they can a- achieve kind of neutral opinion, oh yeah, they're that that firm. I think they'll be. Uh, you know, I think they'll be okay. I don't think uh, trying to pull out a win uh, unless. Ah, thank you, Whitefish. It's Whitefish, um, which I always think of as something smoked on a bagel, but it's, <laughs> it's Whitefish. Uh, you know, uh, 
it would be great if they put points on the board and get power up and running and make some real wins in Puerto Rico. That that would be the, uh, the ultimate metric. But just um, overcoming uh, the, this uh, media frenzy over how they may or may not have gotten their contract, if they can just get back to kind of a neutral position, I think that's going to be success for them. Well, if I was in a two-person company, I would be happy with $150 million instead of, you know, split the fifth, split the 300 or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All righty. If I look at Whitefish revenue and I look at Vox Optima revenue, I really feel like we ought to get into power generation. (laughs) Well, it's time for us to power down. (laughs) All right. Um, This has been uh, a a, a more rollicking show than I expected. Again, I've been been doing this from my phone. I have no idea what happened. uh, with my connections, so uh, thanks for bearing with me as I've been all over screens and my landline and uh, tr- trying to keep things together. Um, I really appreciate all the questions. Thanks so much uh, for writing. Don't forget you can also call and look forward to talking with you next week on the Brand Ambassadors where uh, we will be talking about organizational uh, crisis management, crisis communications, um, sometimes uh, you come into a job, executives will come into a job and discover their predecessor has done something really, really awful. And we're going to talk, uh, talk more about that. So uh, it, it's, it's not just uh, real information about managing a crisis. We're going to talk about some of the actual crises, and those are juicy. So make sure you come back at 9, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Mountain, 6 a.m. Pacific, uh, Voice America Business Channel, and the Brand Ambassadors. Uh, for Gary Potterfield, uh, I'm Merritt Allen. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Brand Ambassadors. Please join Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield for another edition next Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.